Before we actually get into this, I have to tell you, if you're kind of sick of all the political pandering, the the political divisiveness, if you are sick of listening to political parties tell you that they're going to solve all your problems and then you wait for the elections and maybe they don't get elected or heck, maybe the people you wanted to get elected, they do get elected and then they just they do nothing except for the same stuff. If you're ready to stop paying attention to all those people and maybe just take matters into your own hands, then I'm going to tell you about the Nomad Network. The Nomad Network is the number one community for liberty-minded people just like you and I who want to create freedom in their lifetime by focusing on entrepreneurship, investment, and income mobility. That's right. You could actually not be dependent on who the president or who your representatives are going to be. You know who's not really worried about what the future of their life looks like? Bezos, Zuckerberg, Musk. I mean, they're worried about their businesses succeeding. Like they want to do that, but they're not looking at like, oh man, this person got elected and now I'm just going to have to be locked in my house and not be able to do anything. And I really hope they send me a check all the time. I really hope I don't lose my job. You know, that's not what they're worried about. And, and there's other people besides those three people that I name. It's people that are in charge of making their own income. Now, I got on this app, and to be honest, at first, I was skeptical. I was like, ah, oh, this thing, you know, it's going to be kind of sluggish and terrible. I got on there, and a super slick app works really well, not glitchy at all. I scrolled through, and it's all positive stuff that people are posting. They're talking, they're making connections, they're networking, they're giving people encouragement. So whether you have an existing business, do you want to start one or really you just want to network with other like-minded people, go over to the Nomad Network, all right? And it's free to join. That's www.nomadnetwork.app slash gml. Right now, go over there so you can see what the heck it is that I'm talking about. www.nomadnetwork.app slash gml to get your free account. And you got to put those three W's in there. The link will be in the show notes. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck, not stuck, Thompson, with me as always, Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston. And today, it really is a Good Morning Liberty, except it's not morning here. It is in Hawaii, Hawaii's favorite morning show. But today's a good day. It is. No matter what's going on in your life, it's hump day's a good day. Hump day is a good day. I'll tell you what, man. And, um, you know, I think it's important to remember that there are good things going on. We are making progress as a species still. Uh, Everyone is not dying. We are not just tearing everything apart physically right now. Maybe, I don't know, constitutionally. But hey, that's negative. We're not going to talk about that stuff right now. Exactly. Everything is okay. People do still do nice things. If you say anything negative, I'm going to unsubscribe. Okay, me too. I will do the same thing. Mm. So anyway, this was uh, an idea by many of our listeners to do an, a nice day of the week where we just talk about good news. Mm. All right. And I know Charlie's got a hard stop today. So that that actually came from one of our uh, locals subscribers. Yeah. So if you specifically locals, mm-hmm. if you wanted to be part of that and give us suggestions and maybe have an influence on the show, perhaps we don't listen to everything, but we do take some things into consideration. So if you want the chance <laughs> at having something taken into consideration, 
<laughs> Sign up at goodmorningliberty.locals.com. Goodmorningliberty.locals.com. You have a lot higher chance of getting me to respond to your email if you <laughs> join. It's not 100%. It's free to contact it's us. It's much higher. Yeah. Free to contact us either way. It is free to send things to my email. Mm-hmm. That is true. I will not charge you for that. But if you want priority response, which is two to three business days, then you got to join up on goodmorningliberty.locals.com. Yeah. Somehow we modeled the USPS business model. Yeah. and you know. It actually did just shift to three to five business days <laughs> exactly. to, for a response from me. Because we've been, been, Nate's been building the studio. I say we, Nate's been building the studio. <laughs> okay, so something cool happened this morning. By the way, Charlie, I don't know if you saw it. This is something good. I don't see anything good, which is I'm, I'm glad we're doing this. Yeah, this is good right here. William Shatner. Mr. Captain Kirk, Mr. Captain Kirk, as they called him on the Star Treks, went up into space kind of today on today? New Origin today, this morning. Really? I watched it live. I did not know that. It's such a quick trip, just going right on up there and splashing back down into the desert. It's crazy. They, they come down on land, mm. which it seems risky, but I guess regardless, if your parachutes don't come out, then hit the water is not really any better. It's the same. From that high up, it's yeah. the same. I they become the really same. But they land. This is also interesting to me. They land just a, a couple miles away from where they launch, which I guess that's because they're not up there for very long. I thought it would have been a little bit further away than that. Hmm. But anyway, they went up there. Perhaps they're not actually going to space. I was... I, I was... Uh, they get shot straight... See, they've shot up straight up with a level, name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they hit the top of the dome. <laughs> and then they came, they bounced right they back off. Bounced right hit back. resistance. Exactly. And came right back down. <laughs> yeah. I went short on Shatner as he hit yeah. 66 miles up there and he yeah. came right back down. Uh, this was cool to me because obviously I'm, I'm I, clearly I joking, up. by the way, in case we get flagged for flat earth, flat earth conspiracy oh, now. Yeah, yeah. That'll be something else on YouTube. Um, what you're saying as Sam says, the old pump and dump. You're saying it's not flat? It's not. That really? We, that we know. I mean, that okay. we know of. That we know of. I haven't been able to prove it myself, but relying on some decently reliable people, I'm, I'm thinking it's. I'm thinking it's round. Like the six. It's well, it's spherical. Like six, seven hundred people have been up there in space now, so mm-hmm. it's not like it's the first time someone went in space. He was the oldest person to go to space, ninety years old. Mm. When he went up in the space, we barely had a national debt at all. I think. I don't know, but just think about how different things were. I think if I were going to go to space, I would be that old as well, because then yeah. you got nothing to lose. That's true. That's You're true. like 90. I should be dead, but I'm not. Let's go to space. And I just said when he went up in the space, we didn't have any debt. When he was born, we didn't have hardly any debt at all. And, uh, I, you know, just think about how much everything has changed since he was a, a little boy back yeah. in aught something. I don't know what that would make it. 30, 31. Back in 1931. Things were a lot different back then. This is cool. I grew up watching Star Trek. He actually went up into space legally, went up into space. And what he what he said when he came back down and he was getting all emotional with uh, with Jeff Bezos after he got out of Jeff after he got out of Jeff Bezos, he came down and he <laughs> talked to him and he said some really cool stuff. And this is just a little clip of it really quick. And I'm going to play that real quick for everyone, and then we'll we'll talk about it because I, I do think this would be, I do think that this would be a cool thing to do. Let's see if this has sound. What you have given me 
is the most profound experience I can imagine. I'm so filled with emotion about what just happened. I, I just, it's extraordinary, extraordinary. I hope I never recover from this. I hope that I can uh, maintain what I feel now. I, I don't want to lose it. It's so... so much larger than the me of life and it hasn't got anything to do with the okay so there's that's not exactly the clip that i was really wanting from it but you know i was just trying to imagine what it would be like if you went up there and you actually saw what the world looked like mm -hmm. because we've traveled a lot around the world and no doubt a lot of people in the group have traveled and people listening have traveled and you get a different perspective uh, when you travel around the world i'm, I'm pretty sure uh, i know i definitely have one and something he alluded to later on in the video was that everyone needed to do this because it really changed his perspective on things. Now, of course, not everyone can do it. It's a little bit expensive right now. Did he pay for this? No, no. This was a this gift. was so they could be on TV today. This was a gift. Yeah, this was a gift from this Jeff was, uh, Bezos. This was the marketing department's idea right here was <laughs> taking Captain Kirk up in the space. But just since you since you might not ever be able to make it in the space. Now, listen, I'm not trying to put limitations You don't think it'll be you. affordable in our okay. lifetime? Um, yeah, it, I mean, I think it'll be something like a really expensive vacation eventually in our lifetime, probably. It'll be a pretty expensive vacation. You'd be getting on Airbnb for your... Something like that, <laughs> yeah. And I'll just be buying some or, person's seat who bought the seat and trying to sell it for more now right before the launch. You it'll know. hop on Groupon. Yeah, get a Groupon. <laughs> Jump up in Jeff's crotch rocket. We're going to go up into space real quick. You got 30 space companies. It's just an amusement ride. No, but that's re that's a really cool idea, Spirit, too. Spirit, you, you jump on spirits. <laughs> Discounted. Southwest isn't flying today. We're not no. really sure why. <laughs> no, but I mean, in, in all seriousness, though, think about in our life. Okay, what happened in this guy's lifetime, 90 years, right? Where he was a little boy, probably wanting to grow up and just be a... You know, maybe a sheriff or a farmer. You know, he didn't know that astronauts were even a thing at mm -hmm. that time, right? To now, he flew in space. Yeah. What could happen in the next 90 years? We could have 30 different space companies. You have SpaceX and Blue Origin and a couple others that are pioneering the way. But uh, this type of thing, especially a, a five, what is it, five-minute, six-minute ride? Uh, they're in or space for like five minutes. The whole thing takes Virgin? maybe 15, I can't remember, like 11 minutes. Something like that is what it takes. Virgin's doing the same thing. It's five-minute semi-space ride. Of course, Jeff argues it's not full space because they're not reaching the correct height that somebody arbitrarily decided <laughs> was the outer ring you needed to reach. They to go be up to sixty-six miles. They go they go higher than Virgin Galactic does, which it's is fifty-five miles. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, but no, the cool thing about that is right now, like we look at this and we're like, well, that's way too expensive. Um, uh, there's, you can only fit four people in that capsule right there. How is this ever going to be beneficial? How is this ever going to be practical? And that's really the thing with all new technologies. Like someone made this really crappy thing with wheels that barely moved. And, it, you know, people probably looked at it and like, then no one's ever going to choose that stupid thing over a horse. That's ridiculous. Look at my horse. I get on there and I just ride. Right now, and I don't have to worry about changing the oil or putting any gas in it or anything like that. Your stupid, clunky 
brick right there that's got those four wooden wheels on it. <laughs> no one's ever going to do that. And I so, got wheels on my wagon. And so I think that's kind of how we look at what these people are doing right now. We're like, well, that's not practical. What are we What are we going to do with this thing? There's only four people get to go up there. It costs a couple hundred thousand dollars or whatever it is. That's not going to work. Sorry, but, the live group is posting some good gifts in there. <laughs> just, just give it time. This is going to change. This really is going to change things. And these are the people who stepped out there and pioneered this. And this is going to change. It's just normal travel someday. I think uh, before we die, if we make it to an older age, if we die tomorrow, then I'm incorrect right now. But before we die, I think we'll see people taking 30-minute trips to China to get reprimanded by the government, and then they come back home after that. <laughs> yeah. Positive news. Positive, today. Nate. Positive come on, quit spinning it today. the other way. Unsubscribe. <laughs> I'm unsubscribing to your negativity. Hit the button. Anyway, uh, I was also going to say, too, remember in 1992 when the first flat screen TV came out? I don't because we grew up in a trailer. <laughs> but the people who are rich will remember that thing cost twenty five thousand mm-hmm. dollars for the first flat screen TV. Now, to put that in today's dollar, today's dollar, that'll probably buy you a ticket on Blue Origin. <laughs> just yeah, about true. <laughs> so twenty five thousand dollars in 1992 equals about a half million in twenty twenty one. If you do, you know, the proper inflation adjust, adjustment, it's about the same thing. Yeah, we just okay. checked the math and that's exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> so, 100%. No, but think about something that's, you know, as widespread and as available as TV now. Uh, not only do people have one flat screen TV uh, that they saved up years for <laughs> to buy, <laughs> to have this amazing technology. We have TVs so thin you can't even see them now <laughs> and they're in every room. And we hold little TVs in our hands. Exactly. Do all sorts of stuff. So it's all it's all kinds of affordable. So you know, who knows what could happen in 20, 30 years. It, it, we could all be, be taking trips to space, like you said, to have a 30-minute flight to China. And the perspective thing was really important, too. Well, we can move off of this here in a second. But, I mean, I have no idea what that perspective would be like. I know what it's like to travel around the world and see different cultures and see people that are in just complete impoverished poverty, real life poverty, like, am I going to live to next week kind of situations? And then you see people in really good situations. You see all, all you go around the world and you realize that like we are, I'm going to be real cheesy and everything here, but we are all inhabiting this little planet together. You know, it's not the biggest one, even in our solar system. We're all in this together. We're all in this together, technically, except for leave me alone. And don't tell me what to do. Yeah. Okay. And that's the best way for us to all be in this together, by the way. But it it can kind of make you think about how, I don't know, just because someone's got a different culture, maybe they're not weird. Maybe they're not terrible people. They just like beating up women. That's, <laughs> you know, that's, positivity today. Sorry. I, you struggle I with this, positive. don't you? I have a hard just, time. It just flies out of your mouth. Just the only jokes I can think of are terrible things. I can't think of like good jokes or anything. <clears throat> All right. Next up. This is surprising uh, because it's coming out of L.A. But I think the same sheriff has been doing this the hey, whole time. But Positive news out of L.A. Okay. From ABC7.com. So ABC's local affiliate slash there. Los-Angeles-County. <laughs> you want to read that? Yeah. Read the whole thing. <laughs> Los Angeles. County sheriff won't enforce vaccine mandate in his agency. Well, how about that? Won't do it. The LA County Sheriff's Sheriff says he will not enforce the county's vaccine mandate in his agency. Sheriff Alex Villanueva, who oversees 
the largest sheriff's department in the county with roughly 18,000 employees. That's a lot of deputies, folks. <laughs> Said Wednesday in a Facebook Live event, so you know it's official because he went Facebook Live with it, mm-hmm. that he does not plan to carry out the county's mandate under which Los Angeles County employees had to be fully vaccinated by 10-1. Date's already passed. The mandate was issued by executive order in August and allows only for religious and medical exemptions. Villanueva said his employees are willing to be terminated rather than get vaccinated. Quote, I don't want to be in a position to lose 5 to 10% of my workforce overnight on a vaccine mandate, the sheriff said. Villanueva's announcement came a day after the city of Los Angeles approved one of the nation's strictest vaccine mandates, a sweeping measure that requires the shots for everyone entering bars, restaurants, nail salons, gyms, or even a Lakers game. Even a Lakers game. Even a Lakers game. How about that? So why is this good news? Why, why is this in here? Well, it's good news because we're mandates are bad news. Yeah. And, and we know that sheriffs have the power. The sheriffs have the power. Okay. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we interviewed Sheriff Mack while we were at Freedom Fest. Go back and listen to that episode. Well, that you need someone to enforce the mandate. Yeah. And yeah. how do you enforce the mandate? Well, through the holders, the keepers of the law. Yeah. And so this is kind of a white pill issue on uh, something that we all really don't like right now, which are the mandates. And so they're coming in and saying, we're just not going to enforce it. And we need more sheriffs around the country to say that they're not going to enforce it. I hear a lot of cities are having issues, although I'll try to put a positive spin on it. But I hear a lot of cities are having issues, which we will fix. Uh, But they're going to have considerable amounts of their departments that aren't going to be able to remain on the department because of these mandates. And so we need some more sheriffs to come out there and say, hey, I swore an oath to the Constitution. I don't say no damn hell thing about vaccines in there. Mm-mm. Okay. So I ain't going to do it. And this sheriff, like what Costco does, this sheriff is a dictator. That's what he <laughs> is doing. Is dictating things. According to Cuomo? According to, yeah, he called a sheriff in New York a dictator because he wouldn't enforce mandates. Like a little while back, a couple months ago when before, he was still the governor. Before he molested people. <laughs> I was probably after he molested people, but before he got caught. Yeah. Before he, before people cared enough about it to get him out of there. Yeah. Positive things, Charlie. It's positive. They got him out of office. Exactly. But guess what? Sometimes the replacement's worse. <laughs> it's another thing, but we don't know for sure. And things are going to be okay. <laughs> you see how hard it is after just everything's going to be fine after just doing so much negativity all the time to stay positive, a positive spin on everything. <clears throat> okay. Look. Look, it'll it'll be fine. Everything it'll, ended up fine. Everything ended up all fine. Okay, so the next thing here, you know, I'm questionable on this one, but it was posted in the group and uh, for White Pill Wednesday. <clears throat> for White Pill Wednesday, it was posted in the group for White Pill Wednesday, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna let everyone know about it. And if it makes you feel good, then that's good. I feel good about it. I'm just not sure where I come down on the rights and constitutionality and all that kind of stuff for it. Can but. you explain white? white pill for me I why does that, that mean good i did that last week it's the kids these days man you know if you're white pilled you got like a positive outlook on stuff you know looking on the sun and your brighter side of life you, you're optimistic you're white pill and i'm black pill most of the time that's the best way to describe it now who came up with that kids on the internet man 
I don't know. And you know the whole red pill, blue pill thing, or mm. red pill or, or whatever. I think that came from the Matrix or Am something I like that. Am I genuinely optimistic, typically, uh, because of my privilege and status as a white, <laughs> cisgendered male? <laughs> cisgendered. <laughs> I know that was a flub on your end there, but I'm just... You do it with the way that your skin tone looks right now. You do look pretty cisgendered. <laughs> That's the tell you the truth. I'm as cisgendered gendered as it gets. <laughs> you know? Okay. Put that in your soup. Now you would be a white pilled person and maybe that's just because you are white. I don't know. Why and why all the why do we gotta put colors to them? I know. You know? Because in black pill, are you saying like, that that's a bad thing? You're negative because Listen, I'm just I was just making sure. I just wanted to clarify. I didn't know what white pill meant. That is just the before I go spouting it off and get canceled, yeah, I wanted to make sure that I was using it in the proper sense. Okay, this new story <laughs> right here. Parents win a lawsuit against Bentonville Public Schools over mask mandate. This is in Arkansas from Conduit News, whatever the heck that is. Bentonville Parents for Choice won a lawsuit against the Bentonville School District Wednesday. I'm just going to read it just like that, man. They won a lawsuit. They created an organization, by the way, Bentonville Parents for Choice. Bentonville Parents for Choice won a lawsuit against Bentonville School District Wednesday after a circuit court judge placed a temporary restraining order on the school's mask mandate. Man. Is is this where um, Bill Clinton's from? The Clintons are from? They're from Arkansas. I don't know what town. Is this in Arkansas, Bentonville? This is in Arkansas. Yeah. Technically. Mm -hmm. Because of this ruling. Beginning on Thursday, Bentonville students will not have to wear a mask at school. The judge found that the Bentonville school board did not have the authority to issue the mask mandate. The suit says only the governor or the secretary of state has the legal authority to issue a mask mandate or set the quarantine rules, ma'am. <laughs> where does that come from, though? Where does that authority come yeah, from? Yeah, that's okay. So that's where I have a... This is not negative. I'm just stating my issue with this. <laughs> The judge found that the Bentonville School Board did not have the authority to issue the mask mandate. The suit says only the governor or the secretary of state has the legal authority to issue a mask mandate or set the quarantine rules. Now, that might be the case according to the law, I guess. I don't know. Arkansas's law, I guess. Uh, Arkansas law. Okay, but that doesn't mean I have... and, And I have a slight issue with this because I would want those decisions made at more of a local level. And what could be more local than you're a school board, you know? And and so, like, I wouldn't want to say, well, the governor has to issue the mandate for the entire state. I would rather separate things do, you know, smaller locations do that. But then again, we're dealing with public schools. And so we're still forcefully doing things to people. And then whatever. The lawsuit was originally filed in the Benton County Circuit Court on Wednesday, August 18th against the Bentonville Public Schools. I love love what she says here. Elizabeth Bennett, the parent listed in the lawsuit, said she is thankful for today's ruling. You got to read this on an accent right here. Lynn Sitton and I prayed before the ruling that God would be present in that room. And he was. (laughs) We will need his help more than ever because today's ruling poked the bear. No more mass for Bentonville Public Schools. Judge Duncan addressed each point brought up in the hearing last week and found that BPS has zero legal authority to mandate masks. She said it was an infringement on the constitutional rights. 
I could just imagine taking this interview and be like, so Elizabeth, can you give us our ta- your take on this? Well, <laughs> Lynn Sinton and I prayed before the ruling that God would be present in that room, and he was, let me tell you, Tom. Tom. Okay. And we're going to need his help more than ever. Praise Jesus. Oh. And, and my thing is, I'm not saying you shouldn't pray about these things. I, I'm not. But what if the ruling went the other direction? That you're saying God's not in the room? <laughs> that it, people are very selective about when, when God's when God's will is being done and when it's mm-hmm. not. You know. Look, I prayed my grandmother wouldn't pass away, but she did. God must have been busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he must have not been able to be in that room. Positive, Nate. Yeah. Positive. positive. We don't like positive. death. Death is negative. Well, you got to finish it up with something positive. Like exactly. It, she. He just. He wanted another angel up with him in mm-hmm. heaven. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. He needed to There's have his angels. Right there. But could you, <laughs> could you just picture yourself interviewing Miss Bennett? <laughs> I, can, I can. Let's get her on a Zoom call. And the first thing she says, was talking about some other girl. We have no idea who that is, who Lynn Sitton is, by the way. <laughs> Everyone from town knows Lynn Sitton. <laughs> she, you know. Her and I, we just been locked arm in arm just... She is a pillar of the community. <laughs> That's great. But anyway, hey. no offense to people in Arkansas. Hey. The good news about this is that people are standing up and taking action on the things that they care about. Okay. And there was a mandate from a public school here and they stood up against the public school and a judge said that the public school did not have a right to do something. And that is people taking this all the way to the courts and that is what we need. Little things like this, little things like this around the country. And the smaller court systems could take care of some of these little problems. Maybe we'll get up to the bigger ones, the districts and the states mm-hmm. and all that. But if you got if you got something you're upset about, take action on it. And let's see. You know, like just yesterday I was thinking, you know, we weren't super pumped about the law and about the executive order in Texas because there's really no principled answer on that matter. That the, uh, that the governor can do. You really just want to ask this, the uh, federal government to stop taking away people's rights. Like, that's really what you want to do. Um, but I was, I am, I am excited to see what the courts come out with because this is going to go to the courts. All right, Jen Psaki's already been up there saying that they knew that, she said, I think today or yesterday, that they, they were completely confident that the federal law was going to supersede whatever they did in the state. And so it didn't matter whatever the state did, that the federal law was supreme. And so very, very strong on that idea. What I'm interested in is this going up to the high courts and some of this 10th Amendment stuff being decided. Mm -hmm. So I I think that that's going to be interesting. Okay, Charlie, uh, away from COVID and to humanprogress.org real quick, okay? Mm -mm -mm. That's going to have some numbers and stuff in it, but we're going to talk about climate change or yeah, climate related deaths. And the good thing, I know we mentioned the word death, but this is the collapse. Yeah, this is the decrease in deaths of climate related deaths, which should be celebrated. So, as Nate said, this is from humanprogress.org. Go check that place out. Lots of good stuff there. Hurricane Ida has devastated the Gulf Coast, the Gulf Coast. <laughs> 
CNBC reports that Ida made landfall in Louisiana on Sunday. This was a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. obviously in August. As a Category 4 storm with winds of 150 miles per hour, one of the strongest storms to hit the region since Hurricane Katrina. We all remember what happened there. Yeah, that was bad. The property damage will be significant. 19 deaths have been confirmed and more will likely follow. Those deaths are tragic, but thanks to enhanced preparation and flood defenses, they are a small fraction of the 1,833 deaths caused by Hurricane Katrina in 2005. So that so things could be getting better. Like we could be getting better. Like trying to shoot asteroids out of space, you know? Mm-hmm. Could be getting better. Defending ourselves. Compare Ida to the great Galveston hurricane that made landfall on September 9th, 1900. The storm killed between 8,000 and 12,000 people. In 1915, another storm similar in the strength struck Galveston. The 1915 storm resulted in only 53 deaths. How did Galveston reduce hurricane fatalities by 99% in 15 years? In a word, adaptation. In 1902, the residents of Galveston funded a 10-mile-long seawall dredged sand from the shipping uh, channel and raised many buildings, some by as much as 17 feet. That had to be heavy. Yeah. Take a lot of, a lot of guys. Mm -hmm. No offense to the women. I mean, and and girls. Thankfully, the rest of the world is following Galveston's example. Even the most dangerous storms kill fewer people than the past. The great hurricane of 1780 killed between 22,000 and 27,000 people, making it the deadliest Atlantic hurricane ever recorded. In 1780. That is an insane amount of people. I'll tell you what. In 1780. I don't know if you guys caught that year, by the way. <laughs> what, Seven, what, are you trying to make a point? 1780. Huh. The Great Hurricane of 1780. Well, yeah. <laughs> they had just gone through the... Um, 259 years ago. They were just anticipating the Industrial Revolution is what it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what happened. That their carbon emissions were ex- far exceeding. Be positive, Charlie. I'm, I, this is not negative. I'm just reading something. Storms are due to global warming, and that's it. No. That's, <laughs> I'm just reading this. The Great Hurricane of 1780. It has yeah. its own title. I'm just saying 1780. That's <laughs> it. The second deadliest hurricane, Mitch, occurred in 1998. Second, it was the second one, 1998, and killed just over 11,000 people. Wow. Average deaths are declining as well. The Danish environmental uh, environmentalist uh, Bjorn Longberg has reported that climate-related deaths averaged 485,000 a year in the 1920s. Between 2010 and 2019, there was an average of 18,000 362 annual climate-related deaths. In 2020, the death rate dropped uh, dropped to 14,893. Based on what has been reported, there have been 5,569 climate-related deaths in 2021 so far. And just imagine, during that whole time, the population of the Earth was going up. Yes, And there were less climate-related deaths every year. So, adjusted for population, we went from 255.3 deaths per million in 1920 to 1.9 per million in 2020 a 99.25% decrease that's good that's insanity that's a pretty big decrease now it could be because everyone died from covid in 2021 uh, rather than numbers so much lower i don't rather know than hurricanes and tornadoes yeah but know that the overall idea is that we're getting better at dealing with these things first off we're building stronger structures 
Uh, we're building flood walls. Now we're, we're cleaning our florists, cleaning the florists. <laughs> we have uh, better standards of living for people, more people with air conditioning, more people with heat. Okay. That's out. That's also a really big part of climate related deaths. And so we've been able to decrease those from, I mean, what, what did it start at yearly? 18,000, something like that. In 1920. Oh, 485,000 a year in the 1920s. Mm. The Mayans were better than that. Down to 5,500 so far in 2021. And so when you see all the doom and gloom about all the terrible climate stuff every single day, just remember things are actually getting better. Like if the point is for people to not die, then things are actually getting better. Now, I know you are walking around your city and you can't breathe because of the evil, greedy capitalists who are just pumping their disgusting fumes into <laughs> the air, but we're also getting better at decreasing death, and I think mm -hmm. that's a good thing. Last I checked, that, it was a decent thing. That is good, last I checked as well. So we're going to go through a story here. I thought that, so there was a story here about a former, uh, this former drug addict and there was just a, a really good paragraph in this story. And we'll kind of we'll kind of breeze over it. I'm going to put up a picture. And you might have seen this story before. But I'm going to put up a picture of what she looked like. And what she looks like now. And then we're going to talk about how it's actually possible to be in a really terrible situation and change your life for the better. And uh, hopefully people will take that. If you're going through some type of terrible situation right now, maybe you're addicted to drugs. You could be addicted to drugs and listen to this podcast or alcohol or whatever it is. That could be happening. But it is possible to change that and to, to make a better life for yourself. So a former addict's astounding transformation. So she's been sober for, sober for nine years after, after struggling with drug addiction for most of her life. She got clean in 2012. The mom of three graduated from the University of Washington with her degree in political science in June. That's the only bad part right there, degree in political science. In May, head of the ceremony, now uh, Burton, now 48, shared one of her graduation photos alongside a mugshot taken in 2005. That's why I've, I've seen this story before, but it, it was under a good news section, okay? So it goes on through the story to talk about how she was introduced to drugs by her mom when she was just seven years old. Mm. And by 14, she started smoking crack. By the time she was 15, she said she was a full-blown crack addict at 15 years old. Mm. She said there were seven of us kids, and so our existence <sighs> was really chaotic, she told Fox News. So I found in time that my relationship with drugs actually provided me an escape. My life just sort of unraveled in that way, and I was becoming the exact thing I did not want to become, which was my mom. Now, she goes on to say, later on in the article, I'm going to find where she... So, she says, I recognize that my problem was me. It wasn't what my mom did to me. It wasn't the abuse that I experienced from my husband, but it was the choices that I was making. And so I became really, really committed to figuring me out, to changing the narrative. I recognized the messages that I've been giving to myself. Those came from somewhere else. And at some point, I made the decision to consent to making those my truths. And so it had to be possible for me to change those things. And so that's, you know, I, you guys know that I'm, that I'm three years sober. And so I, th I thought this was a really good, you know, a, a few years ago, if we were doing a podcast, I would have been hammer drunk. And it wouldn't have been as 
quite as good of a podcast. Okay. You can go back to really old episodes probably and, and hear me drinking a whiskey of the week. They might be on there. Okay. Things got really bad as far as the alcohol went. And I was able to just stop one day and I made the decision that I just wasn't going to do it anymore. There's a refrigerator in our office right now that's got nine or 10 beers in it. And I've been sitting here by myself for days and haven't even thought about going in there and getting those beers. I got my own in my backpack. I don't need to worry about that. <laughs> kidding. I got a flask but right here so no one notices is, when I go to the bathroom. <laughs> if I were to just give some advice, um, when I first thought about stopping the drinking, and hey, some people can handle their alcohol and some people can't, okay? So this is not me telling you that you don't need to drink no alcohols because if you can handle it, then do it. Have one for me, all right? But the thing that I had to tell myself was not that I'm not going to drink for the rest of my life. That's an impossible goal. There's no way. I know today, I know that I'm not going to have anything to drink today. That's it. And tomorrow, that's going to be my goal too. And every single day, that's going to be the goal. And so far, I've been able to put together like over a thousand days of, of that streak. I'm okay. going long. Yeah. I'm, I'm going gonna, long on that. I think I'm going to make it quite a long time. Like five years. Something like that. I think five. Yeah, would be that's a good, good goal. And then yeah. when you get there, you could say maybe 10. Yeah. And when keep, you get there. Just keep backing up like the herd immunity percentage. Yeah. <laughs> like Forrest Gump running, you know, you get to yeah. one coast and you'll be there. Well, I might as well turn around and run to the other coast. Yeah. And when you get there, you're like, well, I might as well run to here. So this story really hits trailer for you, doesn't it? Yeah. It hits <laughs> mobile home. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I've been it waiting does. to say that this whole time. <laughs> no, but the, the important part was here that she took responsibility for what it was because you could just be sitting there and blaming all of the things that you're doing wrong on all the stuff that happened to you in the past. And so I can do this heroin or this crack because my mom beat me and she did this around me. And so I can do this or because my husband beat me or whatever it was. And eventually she decided that she couldn't blame it on the past anymore. The, the past is over. I don't see it anywhere. It's gone. Okay. Yeah. So she, well, and this is a really encouraging story because, well, it does a couple things. One, there is no doubt that uh, trauma and those type of childhood experiences make it way easier for someone to make those types of decisions. That's, there's no doubt about that. Mm -hmm. It's not like it's like, it's easy to grow up in an environment like that and just be like, well, I'm going to choose not to do it. But the great message about this, the encouraging message about this is that you really are capable. Mm -hmm. You yourself are capable of making very difficult decisions and transforming your outcome yeah. of your life. And that's, you know, Republicans for the most part are conservatives get a bad rap on the picking yourself up by your bootstraps narrative. But the whole premise of that narrative really is it's not, it's not actually picking yourself up by your bootstraps, but it's, it's looking inward and saying, look, there's a lot of problems out there and people are in some really tough situations. What can I do to improve my own situation? Take care of myself first so that then I'm able to go out and help in my community. That's all. That's all it's doing is taking personal responsibility and realizing that, yeah, you've had a really shitty life. And you didn't deserve that. And that really sucks that you were basically getting drugs from your mom and you became addicted. But 
you had the choice every day. Mm -hmm. It was your choice every single day. And when you realize that, see, when you realize that, that this is why it's so positive because that actually gives you the power. When you transfer it from someone else's fault to your own, even if it's not necessarily your fault, and yes, there could be other outside factors, it doesn't matter. When you own it, now you have all the power. That's what's so positive about this. You have all the power to change anything you could ever want. When you are having a bad day at work or whatever it is, and you're like, oh, this is my fault, what can you do to make it better? That's all you have to ask yourself. Like, what could I thing? do to make it better? Is there one single thing? Sometimes it is changing jobs. Yeah. Okay. If it's, sometimes if it's there's nothing you can do to make it better. A terrible situation. Exactly. Awful, sometimes, but, sometimes you get cancer and yeah. that's not your fault. But if you never you know? ask what you can do to make it better, then you'll never make it better. You'll just be reliant on other people trying to make it better for you. And Don't add on the burden of victimhood. Yeah. Onto your already shitty situation. <laughs> okay. I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to a. I'm gonna close us out with a funny video here. You guys ever listen to? Uh, I didn't even realize it was 150. Yeah, you guys ever watch any uh, Trey Kennedy videos? I think he's hilarious. My wife sent this to me. It's really, really funny stuff. This one had to do with 2021 COVID rules. You might have seen this before, but um, he's he does a good job of not really taking a stance on anything, which is nice, and just kind of pokes fun at everything. And so I I think that let's just end it with something kind of funny when it comes to all this COVID craziness real quick. Welcome class to 2021 COVID rules. Thanks for coming. Oh, sir, over the nose, please. Thank you. Oh, you're drinking a coffee? You can take it off. <laughs> the pandemic's been going on for a while, so I'm here to get us updated on the rules. Been over a year, still unclear. So I'm here. Have no fear. Stop rhyming. Okay, yeah, let's get into it. First things first, let's talk restaurants. We love them, we wanna to go to them. There's a few rules. COVID's tricky, folks. We found out that uh, as long as you're sitting down and eating, it cannot get you. Yeah, just remember for the test, once you sit, COVID has to quit. Got it? We know it's more dangerous inside, so we love eating outside. But what if it's too cold? Uh, build walls and a roof and climate control outside COVID's tricked and thinks it's a patio, they leave you alone. Say you have nine people going to grab a dinner. You gotta split up five and four, you're good to go. As long as nine of you walk all in together, but then separate the restaurant, and then you all nine leave together, we're good and that's how we beat this. That's how we beat it. Let's talk airplanes, right? Who's gotten bitten by the travel bug? Well, we all got bit by a travel bat, so there's some rules now. Any airport terminal, you're gonna need to social distance. That's enforced, okay? Uh, until you actually get on the airplane and then you're breathing in recycled air with strangers and rubbing their elbows. <laughs> because remember this, social distance with care unless you're in the air. That's right, that's allowed. Let's talk sports. What do we know about COVID? It's transferred via close contact, exchanging of fluids. So that's why we brought sports back almost immediately. <laughs> Before schools or weddings or funerals or anything. Because it's awesome. You'll notice players are playing without masks, but once they're on the sidelines, they have to wear masks. COVID respects the game. That's right, it's not gonna check in, folks. <laughs> All right, remember, on the quarter field okay, after the game, stay away. No handshakes, none of that. And then churches, churches vary across the board. You never know, some opened immediately, some just opened up, they're still wearing masks. They're baptizing people with masks on. <laughs> like they're getting waterboarded, is that a pastor or someone from Guantanamo Bay? <laughs> Perhaps most confusing about the rules, it's gonna vary state to state. So we're gonna highlight some of the more important ones. So just so you know, California, remember, always sunny in 75. Do not go outside. <laughs> no beaches, no hikes, no patios. Uh, really no going outside unless you're homeless. You're, yeah, kind of living life over there. <laughs> Florida, always sunny in 75. 
Only the strong survive. Oh, it is anarchy down there. It's crazy. What else? What else? Portland? I would just, I would, I would just stay away. I'm not sure what's going on there. They have a few problems. Uh, so, great coffee though. And finally, folks, whether we like it or not, the mask has been kind of politicized. It's interesting, right? Republicans, they really want to not live in fear. So they, they, a lot of them might not mask up as much because they don't want to live in fear. So that's why they also carry a nine millimeter on their person. Now, Democrats, they're going to focus more on, they're really going to social distance unless there is a Coachella-sized protest happening down the street. Uh, you know, we're all different. That's fine. But Democrat or Republican state or what state, we can all agree on one type of person we loathe. People who drive in a car with a mask on. Mask on while you drive, how are you still alive? That's gonna be on the test. Yeah, how'd you make it this far in life? What are you doing, pal? <laughs> okay. But things are looking up here in the US. A lot of vaccines coming out. I mean, we really botched the first part of this, but now we're bouncing back because we have a lot of money. <laughs> hey, is there anything more American than really screwing up and then fixing it just because we're rich and powerful? <laughs> Before we leave, guys, I have one bonus riddle. Who can answer it? I'm 19, I've traveled the world, but I'm quite the night owl. Who am I? COVID? Oh. You got it, right? COVID loves to stay up late and party, party. That's why we close the uh, the bars at 10 p.m. to avoid that. Thanks for attending 2021 COVID rules. Cases are down as well as the logic, but the good vibes are coming up. Okay, I'll see you next semester. I'm gonna go uh, hang out with my grandma. Okay, see ya. Thank you for watching. <laughs> so good. Oh, uh, I don't know. That is, a, that's a light note. He's actually, he's he's pretty funny. And he's good. him on TikTok and everything. His, that, the other guy's, laugh. he's good. The other guy's good. That does similar videos that we yeah, saw I can't at remember uh, that guy's Freedom name. Fest. Um, oh, now I'm not going to remember because I got Trey Kennedy stuck in my head. Um, he's redhead. He's actually gingered. This, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, can't I don't remember know. his name, but he's pretty. Positive uh, thoughts, Jeff, Charlie. Jeff Spears? Oh, he was pretty good, yeah. Yeah. He was good. Yeah, uh, Awaken has, with JP. By the way, I finished Dave Chappelle's comedy why'd you finish uh, it without me it was the it was really it was good i know i'm about to put it back on here it was really good stuff during my call i liked it so. the, very, the very end of it oh man it was good is he gonna get canceled i don't know i don't care Let's i don't think he will go watch it before it gets taken off the air i don't think it will netflix has already stand up stand stood up for him yeah that's true but they're, that's uh, a positive spin on supposed it. to have like a walkout tomorrow but people are getting exercise <laughs> so that's good yeah yeah okay and they're all going to be social distance from each other probably because they work at netflix and they're woke mm -hmm. okay all right if you guys enjoyed today's Which is fine being woke is fine if that's what you want to do exactly that's okay. i yeah. love everybody if you guys enjoyed today's <laughs> which they did positive spin on the world white pill wednesday is what it's called then please hit that subscribe button share the show with a friend or two or 20 or not and if you don't it doesn't matter we we'll still love you no matter what, this is all about love. Love, 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 love. That's what it's about. Okay, don't judge my vocals. Okay, <laughs> I just tried to because, make it as awkward as possible because it was a success. Because this is a, all about positivity. Mm -hmm. And even if someone can't sing, they can sing. Your vocals were top notch. Yes, right there. So please share the show around. Sign up, like I said. GoodMorningLiberty.locals.com, where you could potentially get our attention. Yeah. It's only five bucks a month. It's not you very much. You definitely up your odds yes. if you go to GoodMorningLiberty.locals.com. And I think there's still a discount for signing up for the whole year. So mm, Yeah, yeah, there yeah. is. Yeah, yeah so you get do, two months free. Get two months free. Do that. If you guys do all those things, we'll be back again tomorrow. I hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty.